Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Jake. I'm Michael. And this is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast. Yeah. It's been a really long time. What is the um, podcast? <laughs> yeah. What is? What, what do we do again? How? I see a bunch <laughs> of figurines before me. I this is I not. Know. This isn't D and D. The cast isn't here. It's just us now. Oh God! Ew. Um, it's been a long time since we've done like an actual normal episode of the podcast. Yeah, and that's because we've been doing D and D. Um, filming episodes is a lot. Yeah, editing episodes is a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're really long. So. It's just, it's also been a slew of just like, you know, not being Trans- able to. Transportation breakdowns. Yeah, scheduling. Scheduling. Is, yeah, it's a lot. But um, we're back. Yes. Which is nice. With a bunch of stuff to catch up on and talk about. Um, We're also hopefully back on track to keep doing normal episodes as well. And a good schedule. <laughs> yeah, on a, on a consistent basis. Um, First things first, our D&D campaign yeah. is out. We have two episodes out so far. Third one is coming soon. Very soon. And honestly, our first episode almost has 100 and like what? Like 40 views now. Yeah, which is incredible. It's our highest one on the channel. Yeah, it's a mistake. Why are you guys watching that (laughs) one? The second one's way better. No, we really appreciate that very much to anyone who's tuned in. And our, you know, second episode's on the way. It climbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's our, because Dark Souls was what, like 70 something or whatever, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I was just like a. Blorg Ragna. She's never going to fucking defeat Gwen. That's a... I don't know. You never know. I would go back nah, to that. I don't he know. said no. <laughs> I... Mm. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. So, I mean, from the player perspective, how is it? Uh, how's the campaign for you? Um, It's been really fun. I think um, at first it was, like, interesting because I think everybody was trying to, like, be somebody. Like, in a sense that they had, like, different, like, hello. Like You oh. all tried being Batman. Yeah, right? And all of you talked, like... Is this the bar? Yeah. Is it the tavern? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. And I think like we were just, I don't know, trying to like seem hard or whatever, like yeah. as the character, but as it goes on, we're starting to just like kind of get familiar. And it's kind of cool to see how even though we're all friends already and we have rapport, but like the the characters themselves are starting to even build rapport. Yeah. Which is cool to see. I love the music. I think it really brings you into the world a ton. Thank you. Um let me be yeah, bring, bring that closer. I uh I really love the music because, like, it just, like, I forget that we're just in a room yeah. playing a game sometimes. Like, I'm re- so immersed and, like, really going into it, especially combat. Combat could be stressful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the situations that you put my character in as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. what is life without a little strife? 
Yeah, that's a word for it. That that library scene. <laughs> I loved creating the assets for it. I'm just. <laughs> I know you were roasting me in those, man. <laughs> my, yeah. my character was memed, but I I appreciate it. I like it. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have again episode three on the way, and even though no one comments or says anything, because why would anyone say anything? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah small as violent, I know, but uh, yeah, I did fix and improve on rules. <laughs> yeah, we had a we're we're beginners at the game, obviously, but we enjoy this kind of stuff, so we wanted to try it, yeah. and do something in, you know new for the podcast. I just done goofed a lot. Yeah, we got to level three like instantly, but it it worked out. Now we're all cool. <laughs> so yeah, but we would have struggled doing all these missions if we weren't. Oh God, no! Yeah, you would have. I don't think we would we would have died instantly because all of our health were really low at first. Yeah, I didn't. I did. I mean, I did have the mindset of let's just make Dark Souls <laughs> level I mean, difficulty. <laughs> but I kind of like that. It's challenging and it's fun and the yeah. stakes are there. And I think that's like it's real. When I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want it to be easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. even at our level three, it's still hard sometimes. Like that on keg, it could have one shot any of us. Right. You know. The corrosion thing was dirty, though. I'm glad you took that away. <laughs> <laughs> I amended. It's not forever gone. It's just slightly. No, I know, but easier. we just have nothing to like. You know what I mean? To supplement, we're broke. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna get paid next time. Which oh, well, we're not there yet. I'm sorry. Spoilers. But, uh, well, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Spoilers. I won't you will get a monetary award for some quests at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, we we're we're a little bit ahead, so we're recording ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so we have a, we're like a little bit ahead of the game. There's two like already recorded episodes at the time of this. Podcast. Yeah, which is really nice because scheduling is kind of a bitch sometimes. And when you have that many people around, it's kind yeah. of tough. I've even had to cancel first things, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's uh it's a hassle, but it's also once we once we finally get there and do it, it's the mm -hmm. best. Like what I also like is that the cast really enjoys it. That's we talk thing. about it outside of being here, right? And plot and scheme and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. So. It's I, I every even everybody enjoys it. everyone talks about it and everyone gets excited to play it so it's it's I think also like I think the world's really immersive you're doing a really good job like with voices and trying to <laughs> convey different people yeah. um, and you put obviously like the effort and work that you put into the story and like all the materials it shows like it is a good product I, I oh really like I hope it a lot. so God yeah no, I've been because uh, of the whole D and D Beyond fiasco I've been having yeah. to move things over to a different website which kind of sucks yeah unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I have this thing called master screen now and like, it's kind of almost better because it's very customizable. Like, yeah, I, you can create, it's very, um, like web browse, not what's the word, like coding almost Yeah, of like, you can design your own character sheets and format it your own way. And yeah. Like you stuff. have a lot of freedom and, and control over it. Yeah. Where I never really liked D&D &D beyond TBH. Like the not, format was never, Yeah. <laughs> The format was never for me. I just, I mostly liked it because I kept the things organized in one spot, but I'm kind of doing this now. Plus my new one comes with a counter, an encounter battle creator thing. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, all right, cool. You see that stuff I sent you from Barnes and Noble? Yeah. They have a bunch of stuff. I know. I was like, I hope he doesn't buy anything because I don't know what to do with any of these things. I didn't, I just sent it to you. In case you wanted one of those yeah. things, and I would have bought it for the show. Yeah, I would have. I mean, do you? If you can look back, and if you want anything, I can go get it for the show. We 
we'll see. We'll see. I like, mean, that bestiary was sick. Be, that was nice, man. That was pretty crispy. That was pretty crispy. I, I even want that just for the sake <laughs> of it because it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying because I'm looking down at all these figurines before me, and I'm like, we have a lot going on, and we haven't even gotten to a majority of these. So let's maybe let's let's Michael, let's read it back a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we have because like I think like. We haven't really gone anywhere yet. We're, no, we're still in town and like doing a bunch of cool shit. I think it's I think it's better that way. I mean, I know we do have to progress at some point so that we can finish the yeah. like act one. Um, but I think it's cool. Like it's, it makes it real. Right. That's what I loved about Game of Thrones at first. Like, um, I thought one of the many issues I started climbing into is that it kept doing time skips. Oh. Where you can go from like one area. You watched it, right? I forget. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So remember, like. Remember, like, when Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth had to go to King's Landing? They were on the road for a long time. Right. They got caught up in stuff, you know? Right. Um, and then also the whole thing with uh, the uh, the Hound and Arya, mm -hmm. how they ha they were always, like, walking everywhere. It's a long journey. It's not... And then when you get to Season 7, just as an example, you'll be like, oh, Jon Snow got a letter from Daenerys all the way in the north. I'm going to instantly... Travel to the south. I'm here. Hey, what's up? Like, there's no fast travel. <laughs> yeah, he fast traveled there. It's just, uh, it's just an example. Or when J uh, Jamie Lannister was fought her army, and then instantly he's back in King's Landing, being like, "We can't fight them," even though he was like in the middle of the country. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of just uh, pacing because it's like it isn't necessary to see the character travel all the way through. You know, but it's, but I mean, not all the time, sure. But at the same time, it, it loses its like its sense of reality to me i feel like because that's what i thought because like the 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 people you meet on the way mm. and like the journey you the journey there was always like memorable yeah you know what i mean i, I it's just an example of that for but i feel like the pacing was just rushed in general well like, i mean you can say that about and i think seven that and eight. yeah and i think that was like a real it was evidence mm. you know through that kind of thing but, we want to work on the Star Wars show that's not even airing. <laughs> yeah, it's like never going to come out because their whole career, they kind of fucked themselves, honestly. I mean, yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's great and I can't wait to continue. All right, cool. I look forward to the next episode. And I hope all of you look forward to the next episode <laughs> of Critical Role. <laughs> yeah, right. We're the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The next generation. Not even. <laughs> Not even. You never know. I mean... I mean, their production quality and all that stuff is up. But that's because they got sponsorships. But that's what I'm saying. They're all like, well-known voice actors. Yeah, they have like a, a ton of money, so... Yeah. But you gotta start somewhere. And it's doing well. I mean, for what we do, it's just we have a small pod right now, so... Yeah. It's doing well. Yeah. Alrighty, so... Uh, since we've been preoccupied... And not doing regular podcasts. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have came out. Yeah. Uh, firstly is a more recent one. A game called Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. Have you heard of this? I haven't, no. Okay. It is by the same people who made Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what games you're talking about. Okay. Those are like the multiplayer ones, the MMO ones you're talking about? No, 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 no. It's the uh, survival horror ones. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm when sorry. you're the detective and like... Yeah. Doing. Oh, I was getting confused with... I'm sorry. I was getting confused with, the, I think, um, the Chainsaw one. 
because there's another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I do know what, which one you're talking about as well. Go okay. Ahead. Now, keep that in mind. Okay. And watch this trailer. Sure. <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. Yep, that's me. And you're probably wondering how I ended up here. Well, it's pretty standard. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> immediately, right? Yeah, not what I expected. Yeah. So, this is this is like launched during like an Xbox live stream thing. Yeah, like a showcase. Yeah. And it dropped that day. <laughs> really? Yes, it's out right now. Hey, yo, wait. This is a character action game, right? Okay. The gimmick is though that it's synced to music. Sure. And if you time your attacks, so you see those rings around the character. No way. If you time your attacks to the beat, yeah, it does more damage and stuff. Oh shit. Yeah. That's really cool. I gotta show that to Kevin, dude. He's gonna go in for that. Looks great. And uh, it, been, people have been loving it so far. And like it has this sort of like 90s like set like it does TV it's, show it's aesthetic. very saturated yeah very dramatic I'm here, baby. And it's just like it's fun <laughs> it's like yeah. it's fun uh so i'm going to probably pick this up and i might do it for a stream maybe yeah that would be awesome this is really this looks really good and the animation is quality bro it is so nice looking it's quality also, this is on. This is on. Uh, this is for PC. Yep, it's on Steam. It's on Steam. I believe so. Hmm. Yeah, so you can uh, get it for your uh, Steam Deck. Like, yeah, that'd, uh, that'd be fun actually. What's also cool is that because they anticipated people were going to stream it. Yeah, they have two soundtracks for this game. They have a licensed music oh, an soundtrack, unlicensed one, and then a, then a, a royalty free. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> Hey yo, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I also love. He, he saw he has like a little cat sidekick. Mm -hmm. Do you know what its name is? I'm assuming it's Ko. Eight oh eight. It's eight oh eight. Yeah. Oh shit. I was like, awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and you get all these cool skins and stuff. It's, oh wow. I was just like, damn. That is pretty cool, actually. I have to show that to Kevin because he loves side. Uh, what is it? Citus, I think. Yeah. And like, yeah, so he might really enjoy that. That's dope. And it's gracing like a good character action game. Yeah. Oh, I have, <laughs> speaking of Bandai, <laughs> <laughs> um, they have like a whole, I saw this thing where like uh, a bunch of their projects are, are like they got axed um. that they're doing and they're doing like a total rework of the company. Uh oh. The gaming department. Uh oh. Hopefully they don't come to Konami and be like, "Do you guys like pachinko machines?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you guys like pachinkos? <laughs> no, I think it's just that they're good because they were just like pulling out like a lot, a lot of uh, just I don't know, just shitty games. I guess you can say mm -hmm. you know, like low low energy, lack of care. You um, know, just like cash pull-ins. You mm -hmm. know. And I think, like, it's starting to show in their sales. So I think, like, you know, they're yeah. probably going to take a step back and maybe make more quality games again. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, but this is this is a step up. It's cool. It's like an Americanized one. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like, a, it's like an, an ARPG. An American, <laughs> <laughs> you know, overall. Yeah, this it, is wild. Uh, especially it came up from uh, Tanglewood, I believe, is the studio. Hmm. And it's, like, coming from, like, 
evil within and you're like what well i expected <laughs> it to be like gory or like horror-esque and it's not yeah at all. it is not at all it's the diversity yeah i was like and it's a character action game which is even like a good one too like it's yeah it's polished it's like and it's it's shadow dropped it's only like 30 bucks it's like what the fuck you could tell <laughs> like, that you could tell that was a test I definitely, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't know if it was like a test or if like, eh, I don't know if it's going to sell. Like, well, that's what, that's what I mean. They're probably like, well, let's, let's just see how it does. You know, yeah. if they're going to go more into that direction, more yeah. or less, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. Cause uh, someone needs to uh, replace platinum. Anyway, we will get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next on our list is a big one is uh, a one we have talked about before. Yes. And neither of us has played it, but we've seen Let's Plays of it. <laughs> yes. Because neither of us have a PS5. So. Yes. God of War Ragnarok. It's pretty good. It is. <sighs> I liked it better than the first one. I did as well. I mean, it was just Everyone keeps bigger. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely more grand. A lot more gods, you know, a lot more stakes. Yeah. Um,. I thought Kratos was done for. Uh, I thought my yeah. man was cooked. I mean, sure. kind of, yes, no. I was more just like, how is this going to play out? Like, Yeah. I don't know. A part of me was a little disappointed in some aspects um, when it comes to, like, Artreus' journey. Because, like, this... They, I liked how they were kind of getting to the point where he was becoming kind of like his own person in the sense that he started like disobeying yeah, and being kind of mischievous. And I'm like, oh, okay, Loki. Yeah, Loki, right? You know, I like that progression. I didn't necessarily, I mean, as a fan of like Kratos, I didn't necessarily want him to betray, uh, betray Kratos. Right. But it, it would have made more sense in my mind if he kind of became fully actualized Loki. Where like he was like a mischievous like god. Well, I mean you know the thing mean? was like they're kind of following Norse mythology, so Loki betrays Odin. That's how it plays out. Yeah. So it's like I don't know how you can have him betray both. <laughs> I mean, well, he kind of does in a bit. Like. Yeah, I mean he goes to he goes to uh, Asgard and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, for I mean, I would just say gameplay wise, the combat is definitely improved oh i 100 percent agree i i was like i played the first one and i i mean you know uh uh hot take but yeah. i got a little bored with the combat i, I agree with that yeah i agree. um i thought it was kind of getting stale and kept repeating itself and like the, the even the even like the, i think the enemies were like not that yeah unique, not that unique when i have to fight the fucking same troll with a pillar yeah. for like the 80th time you're like oh my god like yeah yeah like this one the character variety or enemy variety is a lot more robust and like the bosses are bosses <laughs> like that was i was that was my next point is that the in the first one the boss fights never really felt that grand but in this one they have like real like you know momentum to them the first Thor fight was. Oh epic. my god, that first Thor fight, this one, like, yeah, it is so badass, and it's like, cause like you have a similar thing with Balder in the first one, yeah, and I was kind of like, ooh, who is this guy? Like, why is he so fucking strong? But like, 
Thor is just like no holds bar. Let's fucking go. Are you ready? And it's like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude! I love how they put it so that he dies. Oh, they fake out death. Yeah, I was when I first saw that. I was like, no way they did that. I oh like, no! <laughs> I say when we're done and just yeah, it. you're like, oh. oh, that's so sick. Oh man, Thor is arc in this. I love how they wrote for in this because, I mean, it, it's a Marvel thing. Or like everyone thinks Thor is like this. Hello. Yeah, he's like this normal <laughs> yeah. dude who's like, I'm the god of thunder, and I'm you a know righteous, and I yeah, I make jokes no. now. And Thor <laughs> is a huge asshole in the North mythology, and he's a drunkard, dude. In every mythology, the gods are assholes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. I I don't know where this portrayal of them being like these like high and mighty people come from. That's the fear of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, right. I mean, if we're going like comparison wise, Greek gods were assholes to each other and to mortals. Norse mythology, they were assholes to just each other <laughs> the entire time. Well, because they need they need their servants, right? Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't recall a myth where like. Odin like fucking tripped a peasant and was just like, fuck you. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I think only once, but there was like a king who was just being a huge asshole and trying to kill him. So I was like, all right, you know, valid. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you reap what you sow. Yeah. But like, yeah, Thor in this game, he's like, he's a drunkard who is being emotionally abused by Odin. And like, it gets to him sort of thing. And mm -hmm. it's like, Wow, like looking at this journey of a character, just seeing this like depressed dude who just he's the only thing he thinks he's good at is destroying things, and like his family is like falling apart, and like you killed his sons, and now he's hung up about that. And you're yeah. like, Oh, Thor, like I want to hug the man. <laughs> I like, know it's like, Let's get a beer, man. Yeah, well, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and Odin is such a good villain. He is. I, I was worried because. Some people who don't really read up on Norse mythology, they try equating Odin to like the Zeus figure, mm -hmm. where he's all like he's ripped and like got the horn tail and like ah I'm Odin yeah. Viking Viking, but I'm like Odin isn't like that in the mythology. Like he's a ch he's quiet. Like he's a chill dude who loves knowledge and like he uses schemes and manipulation to get what he wants. And like him, I when. It's, Atreus opened that door and it was just some old piece of shit man. I was like, yes, thank God. <laughs> and he's just like, what's up? He's like, hey, everybody. I'm <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> no, I expect when they said that they were going more into the, the uh, mythology route, yeah. I expected it to be kind of like that. Yeah. I thought his boss, fight, his boss fight was a little underwhelming, though. Yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of hype that he was like the, the apex, you know? I expected a little more. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it's hard fight because, like, like it's just constant Bifrost attacks and then, like, the whole arena cover and stuff. But um, I say as if I actually played it. But, yeah, I know, right? Uh, one day we will have a PS5, never. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm getting it. Nah, unless Bloodborne comes out remastered, which it's not going to. So. <laughs> I think God of War will go on PC eventually, so. That too. Give it like two years, two, yeah. three years, it'll be on PC. Yeah. So. But it was a fantastic game, and it wrapped, the ending was so good. Mm -hmm. Of just like, how it just wrapped everything up, 
And because I was thinking about it, it was like it was pretty bold for these guys to just do a like a two part series rather than a whole like trilogy. Yeah. And but no, like I reached the end and I was like, yep. That, yep. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's how you end. It. I don't know how you can make a next one other than it has to People were like take on Christianity, you know? No, but like but why? He doesn't need to. Like he doesn't his, he, he's he doesn't want to do he's an old man now. He doesn't want to do like, that. But his arc is like complete. Like, yeah. you know? Like the ending when he looks at his mural and like spoilers, but you know. <laughs> um when he looks at the mural and then sees like that he's finally got people to actually like love him as a guy yeah. and stuff. It's like yeah, like he's that's it. Like he finished the journey from God of War one, like original, original, where he hated everything and just wanted to die. Going through with all this rage and vengeance and just not wanting to do anything with anything, going to a person who learned how to respect others and value life and stuff and in turn become loved, it was just like <sighs> like Yes, that's that's the arc. You did it. Like, well, I think if they make a next one, it should be God of Mischief. It should be around Retreus and stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like older Retreus and he's Ock and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be right. Look at his genetics. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kratos is a big boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if you do like a game where Atreus is almost doing like a tier thing of him going around for different yeah. things, looking for giants, like that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't. Pick mm -hmm. it up. It's a good game. Yep. Alrighty. Um, going on to games into TV, uh, The Last of Us came out. Um, yep. Three episodes are out so far. I've been watching it. Um, I really like it. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of heart in it. You know, a lot of the times you find these kind of shows where the writers don't actually enjoy the original content that they're adapting. Oh, yeah. And find that they sometimes feel like they can do it better. Yeah. Um, I can find in this instance that this is like one case in a, and it's rare um, where they kind of do mm. do it better. Um, for So it, I'm not going to, I mean... Spoiler alert, I guess. I'm going to go into it a little bit because, I mean, most people... It's the who, same plot. As yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I can't really spoil something that's been out for, like, almost, like, what, 10 years now? Yeah. You know? So, um, you know how in the game it kind of kicks off when Joel comes home from work and yeah. it's, like, his birthday or whatever? Um, so, they don't pick up there. They actually pick up the morning of and okay. they show, like, the day and everything. And they also explain, like, how it broke out at first. Oh. So, they said that it was, like, in the flower of the food a certain like certain brands that oh. people bought like on a sunday for example and then started eating in the morning huh. and at first it like took a few like hours for it to start kicking in and then they started biting and that's when the shit hits the fan mm. and then you see that part too you see the sarah death very well done mm, very okay. similar like the hyperventilating all of it's like very similar to the game very like gut-wrenching in a sense like you're like damn yeah you know um a change that they made they emphasize joel and tess's relationship well, okay. They share like an apartment together and mm. everything, and like they like obviously are together. Mm. Um, they also, uh, they also changed it where Joel is not looking for guns to do the deal. Mm. He's looking for a car battery because he's because Tommy's like he thinks Tommy is in danger. Mm. Obviously, in the game they were like on the outs. You right. Know? He went there begrudgingly, right? But this time he's actually looking for Tommy. Okay. Which I think is kind of interesting, I suppose. You know, it kind of salvages their relationship. I never really, I mean, it never really made sense for them to fall out in the first place, you know? Right. 
Um, even if he did join the Fireflies, you know, why would you <clears> fall out for that? You know, they never really explained that. Maybe they will. I don't know. Um, so that was really good too. Um, I re- I kind of enjoyed that as well. I think the relate dynamic between these two characters here, with Pedro Pascal and forgive me, I'm forgetting her name, but a l- little the little bear, okay, <laughs> you know, a uh, little Mormont. Um, they have a really good dynamic. I think all the actors seem to care, and and like really put effort into it. Oh, I just realized that it was that actress. I did. I yeah. did, and then click. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a little little Mormont. Oh. So. <laughs> And she's doing a good job as Ellie, I think, you know, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, really in capturing her, like, you know, her um, abrupt personality, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy that a lot, too. Um, I think episode three is an episode that you would even really enjoy a lot. Um, because you know how in the game when they go to meet uh, Billy. Right? Yeah, I, I've been hearing about episode three. So. so, yeah, episode three was really good. So in the game you go to this town to try to get a, a car, right, from this dude named Billy who mm. has, like, this part of his town, like, encapsulated with traps and, like, borders so he can stay there. Yeah. And it's implied in that storyline that he had a partner named um, Frank and that Frank and him had an outing and he left and he ended up getting bit and killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. And Bill is still alive and, he, you know, he helps you out and he still, like, does his merry thing. Um, and this one... This episode is completely dedicated to Bill and Frank's storyline. Mm-hmm. So, like, how they met, yeah. you know, the whole relationship. And then they actually changed that because uh, Frank got cancer instead. They never, like, he never, they never fell off. Um, he had cancer. And he decided that he would finally just kind of, like, kill himself with pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had, like, one last day. And then Bill decided to also do that. He's like, I'm satisfied. I don't need to, like, keep living on alone or whatever. So then by the time that... Bill and Ellie get there, they're gone. Joel. I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Joel and Ellie get there. Yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they get all the weapons and whatever. Yeah. Hmm. They also show that, like, Bill and uh, Frank had uh, Joel and Tess over for, like, dinners and they would trade. Uh, and that's how they had, like, a, that's how they knew each other and mm-hmm. stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. It adds a little bit more to it, you know, like, more, like, lore and stuff. It's not bad. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm, like... I I respected the first game, but I wasn't like totally invested. I was like, okay, you know, good. And then the second one, I was just like, well, the second one was the weak game. That's uh, a different thing. I was like, that was like that writing was a uh, hoof. But uh, and no, it's not because there were gay characters or there was trans characters. I was like, no, you just made a subpar revenge no, story. They just killed Joel <laughs> an hour and a half to two hours in the game. When that, that's the whole reason why everyone bought it. And, like, you know, that's, like, if you're going to do that, you know, you got to at least wait till the end. You know what I mean? Or, or like, give some, like, give us something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no. I mean, that's a whole different discussion, you know? Well, because I've been hearing that, like, the plan is that the season two of this show will be. be. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I don't even know if I'll watch it, to be honest. If they, because the, the main problem with the second one was that, like, they try like they tried doing this whole revenge is bad story, but like you didn't feel you started immediately with Allie, I think her name is Abby. Abby. But uh, beating the shit out of Joel with a fucking, you know, golf <laughs> golf or, or whatever. And like your instinct is immediately like, fuck this bitch. I'm gonna yeah, murder her. I'm gonna kill her. I don't even care about her. I know what her storyline is. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, like I've been seeing people with like affixes, ideas for it. And one was like really good. It's like you should have started out like when you meet her, 
and you kind of help each other along first. And then once she realizes who you were working with, then she turns aggressive. And then you're kind of like, because you then you, you built something with them. Well, I think, I don't even think that, bro. I think they should just start with her story. Or start with Abby. You should have started the game with her when her dad died, her perspective on that. Because yeah. I've seen the whole gameplay. So I, they do show it. So they show her, you know, when Joel attacks the hospital, she's there. Yeah. So she sees her dad. She sees all her friends, parents, or whatever dead. Yeah. Um, You can see her, like, small com uh, coming ups with her, with her friends and, you know, her partner or whatever. Yeah. And then you can see, like, why she's so pissed off and wants to kill Joel, right? Yeah. Then you kick off the game, how it starts with Ellie and all that shit. And then you go into where she finds Joel and then kill... If you're, if you're going to keep it where Joel dies at that early in the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then at least you get her motivations. Like, when you when she first kills uh, Joel, it's just like, who is this bitch? And I ins I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Who's going to take her out? Right. You know what I mean? Because I want to take her out. So it's... it's yeah, I mean... It, it I was, don't know. By the time you find out, I don't care. Yeah. You know? And then it was just like the half-assed thing of like, Ellie has been murdering. Like... All these people. So many heads. And then once you get to the end of like the target, you're like, actually, and you just watch her go on a boat away with your fingers missing. And I'm like, they're going to die on that. Now you stop. Well, now you stop. That's not even the worst part. <laughs> like, I mean, first of all, let's talk about also just on the topic of Abby still that they make you play as her for like six hours. Yeah. A person you can't stand. It's just like, that's why you said you should have started with her. Yeah, that's what I mean. So at least that way it's a new character. You have no, you have no like begrudging impact. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Already, no, no like first impression already. And honestly, she's cool to play because she's a buff. Yeah, she's awk as hell. And she like is just being a shit out of zombies. No, nah, she is cool. She like she is like technically she's cool, but yeah. because of her actions, she's not, yeah. and everyone can't stand her. So it's just one of those things, but. On the topic of that, the ending of, of season two of, um, or I'm sorry, the game sequel, it's just the fact that like, first of all, the Asian guy dies, right? They kill all those people. She literally, Ellie did like some cartel stuff where it's like, your family will suffer for your consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone that she knew, Ellie took out except for her. And then, and then Abby like lets her leave, right? Yeah. After killing the Asian guy, right? So now... Ellie has like a baby. She has a uh, a wife, I guess you know. She literally had like, we can live here on the farm and have a good life. And I was like, Zeus. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she's like she's fine. Like I mean, she has like trauma and stuff like that. Sure, I mean every you know in that world is and what she what she did is kind of expected. Yeah, but like to just be like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and sacrifice my entire meaning. And like good yeah. life here, pretty much what Joel. The whole reason why Joel did what he did in the first yeah. place was just so that she could live peacefully, and she just screws it all up. I mean, if you're she gonna screws it all up to then not follow through, not, that but that's what, what I mean. <laughs> After and and you know what's crazy too is that she literally made the worst decision ever because she can't even play guitar anymore. Right, which was like the only thing that kept her sane and like connected. She to can't Joel. play guitar anymore. She lost that. Outlet. She lost, her and fingers. then she comes back and her. And uh, I forgot the other girl's name. Uh, Diane, Dana, Dana, or is gone. You know, like yeah. she said, and it's like it, it just annoys me because it's like imagine if you were playing God of War three, right? You're mur you murdering the Greek gods, like Every, all of revenge, them, except for Zeus. And yeah, you get to the end, and you're like, nah, I can't kill my. I, I can't kill you my. Pull a Skywalker. It's like you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, you just be like, 
what now the world's ended like look what you've done (laughs) yeah it's like at that point it's like it's an aaron yeager situation yeah it's just like he committed but it was just like to to a wrong call you know what i mean like the outcome was just like for what aaron committed at least (laughs) like i know i guess that's true right yeah, I mean, you just Aaron's thing was more like, if you kill me, you kill me, and I'll be great. But I'm just going to keep going until someone stops me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, and it's, ugh. I I just hope if it's being adapted that maybe we can get Abby earlier, and then you can actually get like some sort of sympathy before. Her. Well, I think she's already cast. There's like rumors. Yeah, I mean, just get make her likable first before you turn her into an antagonist. Bro, all they need to do is have one episode dedicated to her and the fireflies in the hospital before Joel gets there. Exactly. That's all you have to do. See see her life, see that she, this doctor, like she loves her father and and, like they love their life and then have Joel fuck everything up. Yeah. And then then, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope they do it right. I have a feeling they will. Because they, they've they been doing everything. The clickers are fucking awesome. Yeah, I've heard. They're really cool. They even hired fans. Oh, who, nice. Who are, like, who cosplay or, like, do work at, like, that shows. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, they hired them to do, like, the body work and everything, so. Well. Yeah, definitely check it out if you guys haven't seen it yet. It's good. Yeah, I'll keep my eyes on it. Alrighty. So, up next. Speaking of uh, good shows and movies. Pinocchio. Specifically... Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I have not seen this yet. Okay. So, this has been the year of Pinocchio. Yeah, because the game came out, right? Or it's like... Not yet. Out. Well, the game is coming out. Uh, Liza P. Uh, but there was Disney's remake of Pinocchio. There was a really cringe Pinocchio. as like an animated one, but the animation mm-hmm. was really bad. And the guy's voice acting was really bearable. Sure. Um, and then you have Guillermo del Toro's on Netflix. Okay, I'm assuming this is going to be a little more hardcore. Let me show you the trailer. Sure. <laughs> First off, it's stop motion. It's oh, that's interesting. You know oh, wow. You don't. And it's beautiful. It is Damn. absolutely beautiful. Papa! It speaks! So, this takes place, unlike the other Pinocchio adaptations, this takes place in 19... 20s Italy instead of like the 1800s Italy hmm. so this takes place during the start of World War II oh. and the rise of Mussolini oh wow and they don't shy away from that like a lot more it's a lot more grounded in a sense of like reality and like real world events yeah cause like Guillermo del Toro was not afraid to shy away from like real life yeah like the stuff. harsh realities yeah like, like he's he, he immediately's like yeah fashion isn't bad like you know like he's not afraid to say it sort of thing also scores beautiful be song too. Hello? also the takes on the blue fairies are so cool <laughs> hey yo <laughs> Yeah, because you, you know, like the original one, there's like the blue fairy, kind of gives them life in originally. Mm-hmm. So the depictions of them in here, there's two of them, and one of them represents life, the other one death. 
and it's like they look like biblically one looks like a biblically accurate angel with like the eyes on the wings and all that stuff and then the other one looks like a, a sphinx mm. and you're just like Phew. yeah that's cool And this this film took, I believe, like ten years to make, because all the stop motion, just like stop motion, and also just people weren't buying the project, mm. sort of thing. And it was like finally it was finally picked, picked up. up. By Netflix. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, <laughs> like yeah, it looks freaking banging. It, it, it's so good. It does look good. I'm not usually even a fan of like puppeteering and stuff like that and yeah. like stop motion, but it does look good. Yeah, no uncanniness, no weirdness, right? It's no. like, and I mean, it, it was just like, if I didn't tell you any of the World War II stuff, it is just wild when you're watching and you know, oh, the puppet and like a boy and stuff and like <laughs> knock on a door, door opens, little guy with black trench armband and then sick hells and you're like, Oh, we're oh, here. Oh. We're in there. Oh, yeah. oh, we're in there. <laughs> like, uh oh, they're not shying away. From... Like, yeah, that's a uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a. But it is beautiful. Like, I highly recommend you check it out on Netflix before March. <laughs> Why is it coming on? No, well, you see, before March, I say that because Netflix has decided to be a little dummy, be a little, do a little trolling, if you will. Sure. Um. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, like, didn't they backtrack on this? Like, no, they didn't. They didn't. They just said they announced it too early. Oh. It's still coming. They just announced it too early. Netflix claims down on password sharing. So, it's being, it's already in effect in other countries first. Yeah. Before here. But, um. So the people who don't know, Netflix has got a little cranky about not making money of all things. Yeah. And instead of like, I don't know. Upping their quality. Upping their quality, making sure the shows that are light continue and not canceled. Yeah, right. Um, they decided, hey, let's try to squeeze more money out of our viewers. And now they are cracking down on password sharing. And how they're doing it is so asinine, right? Do you know how it works? No. Okay. Particularly. So basically is they are going to, they want you to set a home location for your Netflix, right? So okay. like, let's say for me, like this would be my home location. Sure. Right. They will IP lock your home location and you if you want to like watch netflix on the go or if you want to watch it in a different location like if you're in a vacation house or if you're at your in-laws house or whatever you have to ask permission and get a special code in order to log into your account for real yeah why? And it's only temporary for like seven days. And then on top of that, you have to log in every 31 days to your account. What? Yeah. 
Bro, they are going to go so down the toilet, dude. Yep. They're done. They are done. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't religiously watch Netflix. Like, I think I, I, I opened Netflix just this time in like months just to watch Pinocchio. And yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't really use Netflix that much either. So like, yeah, like. Uh. If I lost it, I wouldn't really be that upset. Although I did find this show. Um, called Physique 100 <laughs> on Netflix, yeah. and it's fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> Look up a trailer for this shit, please. Oh my god, Physique awesome? No, Physique 100. Oh, Physique 100. Yeah, just go on one of the older YouTube video things. Oh, we're oh, gonna get a tab, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's go to Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little side tangent, but it's just fucking, yeah, right there. Physique 100. Oh, yeah, it was, it was there. Trailer. See, there's a trailer. Uh, sneak peek yeah sure oh my god what is this is it's this a, is this squid game <laughs> kind of so it's like a bunch of like the best korean physiques out on the market oh my god and they all compete in these like crazy challenges to see who has the best physique are you sure this isn't squid game are you sure? <laughs> the 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 end prize is 300 million won which i think is like 250k or something in us dollars yeah um yeah look at the, she's odd dude. the physiques on this show are ridiculous dude they have some dude they call they call them hercules but then like they started doing like this fun jump competition yeah and he kept going like higher and higher so they're like oh iron man <laughs> i was like oh my god they have so many like cool people on here, MMA fighters. Uh, they have Is this uh, man. Yeah, he's an MMA fighter, Mister True. They have YouTubers. They have singers, dancers, a baseball player yeah. from the from the U.S. No, is, the, is the announcer have like a voice thing on him? Yeah. Is he literally the the masked guy? <laughs> he's just the eye thing. There is never a person. Oh, okay. They even say, "What is this Squid Game?" At first. <laughs> Yeah, the show is intense, man. The stakes are high. the The people are really cool. Yeah, they have like weird. Well, I mean, at least it's like, and they brawl too, man. Like mm. some of them are wrestling. Yeah, look, oh. they brawl. It's really, it's it's like all of them are like. Leave me listen. As long as no one's getting shot. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's all hand. It's all fisticuffs. Oh my god! I told you. Look, <laughs> they go in. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. Yeah, me and my friends have been obsessed with it, man. <laughs> And they're doing, like, this thing on Netflix. You know how, like, usually they drop shows, like, all at once? Yeah. Well, they're not doing it with this show. They have, like, uh, they had, a, like, first four episodes were out, like, right away. Yeah. And then February 7th, two more came out, and now an additional two will come out on the 14th. Oh, so, my God, super Yeah, because there's, perf- there's Olympian wrestlers and, like, other people yeah. on the show. Like, yeah. There's, like, a ton of stuff. It's it's really good. Dang. That's it. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad that it looks like it's actually good, unlike the... Uh... No, it's actually a wholesome reality show. There's, yeah. like, no real drama. It's just a bunch of fit people being like, oh, your physique is so sick, and then they just fight and stuff. Best friend? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What kind of women do you like? Yeah. <laughs> no, because, like, uh, they had a live-action Squid Game show that apparently was not well... Received? Well, not well received, but also the contestants said, like, it was horrible being oh. on it and stuff, and I was like... Oh boy, like, so it's nice to see a, yeah. like a wholesome, more wholesome one, a more wholesome one, and more that's not like, you know, not abusing. <laughs> I don't think so. And everyone looks like they're chill. Yeah, they seem like they're in it. Yeah, okay. I, I really like their mentalities too. Every time they lose, they're like, "Oh, this is like my honor is hurt." <laughs> it's my like, honor. It's like IRL anime. I swear to God, some of the dialogue. Yeah, but yeah. But so um, we'll see what happens if Netflix does the back down or not. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, another company that has been in the toilet for like a lot <laughs> as of late. Yeah. Um, we have DC content coming up. So as many of you know, uh, DC was bought over by Time Warner. So now it's Warner Brothers Discovery or something. Yeah. And they've been having like a problem where they were dropping a bunch of DC movies without any like you know yeah. without any like consistency or like any uh real plans in mind. mind. Right. So the last one being Black Adam, which didn't really do that great. And then they axed Batgirl. Yep. Um so I have news on that too. Because we talked about that a little mm. bit, I believe. Um <clears throat> so everyone's been waiting because James Gunn is was is now like the head of the creative department for DC. And everyone's been waiting for, like, his plan because he's the Kevin Feige for them. So, like, everyone yeah. knows that they're going to have a slate and he's been teasing it, right? Mm. So, this is pretty much it. So, they're going to go into Shazam and The Flash, which will, in turn, reset the universe. Mm. Um, then they're going into Blue Beetle, which I'm kind of hyped for. Uh, Blue Beetle is about this, like, Hispanic kid who gets, I, like, the scarab. I, I it's for the audience, man. <laughs> they may not know. He's kind of obscure. I'm just curious. I'm looking at Paradise Lost. Yeah, I'll get there, too. Okay. So um so they're doing Blue Beetle, then they're doing Aquaman, 
which they say ties into the, like the new universe, which I don't really understand. Like Blue Beetle is more standalone, so it doesn't like have a lot. It's in the universe, but it doesn't have a lot to do with the grander scheme, at least from my understanding. Yeah. Um, then Aquaman, and then lastly, they're they're gonna go um into the chapter one like for real, which is called Gods and Monsters, which is like a DC uh, run okay. as well, and an animated movie as well. Mm. Um, they're doing Creature Commandos. I'm a little unfamiliar with this. It's pretty much just like a bunch of like um like horror creatures from my understanding i i'm pretty sure. sure all right and they're just doing something with that i honestly couldn't say much on it okay um waller waller's about amanda waller so it'll tie into james gunn's suicide uh, suicide squad movie of course and his mm-hmm. peacemaker show of course so that keeps them in universe um then we're kicking off a superman legacy which is supposed to be like um not an origin story but superman like really coming into mm. into his own i guess yeah um then they're doing a Green Lantern show, which is like a buddy cop one with Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. Okay. Which is so it'll be a TV show with a bunch of lanterns. And they also said that these characters will be going in and out of animation. Oh. And and retaining their voice actors and appearances for each. Oh. So if you see them in animation first, presumably they're gonna be played and looked by by the same actor. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of cool. Um, then you have the authority. I don't know a lot about them either. However, I do know that it's by G- uh, Jim Lee, mm. uh, which is the the goat. So okay. he, it's like one of his comics on his own uh, his own black label that kind of like got conjoined with DC, I believe. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that. And then Paradise Lost is about Themyscira and the Amazons. Um, okay. Prior to Wonder Woman's, I guess, like appearance. Um, then they're doing Batman: Brave and the Bold. Um, this movie is going to be based off of uh, Batman Omnibus by Grant Morrison, okay. which is pretty much uh, Damian Wayne and Batman's relationship in their initial ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. So Damian Wayne is going to be the Robin, and they presumably stated that there's going to be a Bat Family okay. type thing. All right. Um, then they're doing Booster Gold. If you're unfamiliar with Booster Gold, he's like this wannabe superhero in the future who sucks and doesn't have any abilities or worth. He's kind of like a jackass. Mm. So he goes back in the past with future tech and pretends to be a superhero and kind of just becomes one. Okay. But he's kind of like douchey, but he's really cool. Yeah. He's actually a cool character. Then they're they're actually doing a Supergirl movie. I'm un, I do not know whether or not they're going to keep the same actress, um, but they are doing that. And then Swamp Thing, yeah. which is really cool also. Um and then the else for sequels to Joker, sequel to Batman, Teen Guys Go, uh, mm-hmm. and then Superman and Lois, which is like a, a CW like show based okay. off of them, which is I heard is like pretty good. Okay. I think that's gonna get canceled too though now. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure like their last they have like one more season to go and then it's over. So okay, um, a few updates on some things on here. So I mean, number one, my thoughts on this is like it's okay. Um, I, I'm a little concerned because. In my, if at least for Batman, because I feel like when they're introducing the Bat family, it's kind of like assuming that he's been through them all already. They can do two things. You know how they do, uh, you know that little animated universe they did for like 22 movies of? Yeah. You know how like in those movies, it was just Dick Grayson and then Damien came into the mm-hmm. picture? They could do that and then have Batgirl and have Batwing, Batwoman, all the others, right? Mm-hmm. And just say, you know, fuck all to Jason and, and Tim, yeah. right? Or they're going to do everybody. And then that means Batman's going to be old or older, Mm. which I find really dumb because the whole point of not having like Henry Cavill is the fact that he wants a younger Superman. But Batman and Superman are best friends because and they're similar in age. 
it's kind of dumb to have like a 50 to 40 something year old Batman and then have like a 30 year old Superman. Yeah. It just looks, it seems a little silly in my, yeah. like, I don't know what they have with old man Batman. Like they want someone who was going to do the job for like 10 years, but they keep picking actors who don't want to do PDs in their fifties. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I know. just, it was like, like, we had this conversation before. Like comic book fatigue. Yeah. I don't care. I just, I just, Yeah. It's there, sure. I'm not gonna watch any of it because I just yeah don't care anymore. Like I mean, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I only care because like it's it's finally make perhaps like because like with DC, it's a little different than Marvel. Like I completely understand with the Marvel fatigue because yeah. Marvel's like lacking quality and their constant push for like new content yeah. and like having like a million things coming out all at once and not being and being subpar. I can get the fatigue. And then with DC, like their movies have been kind of shit. Like, like they have like some bangers in there, but it's yeah. it's never been consistent and never been a fulfilled thing. Right. But this is like the first chance to do to do that and to have it be done well. It's like it's like basically a, a chance to have like M like phase one of MCU again. You know, where you have like those movies yeah, where like I get they're that. really good and they're like, holy shit, this is like a new universe. And DC's always, I, at least in my opinion, this is just my opinion. DC's always had better superheroes and better storylines and and cooler cooler ideas in general. Yeah, okay. I just like other than some of the Elseworlds stuff, I just like I, I mean, don't I mean Blue Beetles could be cool. Blue Beetle could be cool. It also couldn't. <laughs> like I, just, I think they would have All right, so that brings me to Batgirl cuz Batgirl should have been on this list, right? But they're not doing the Michael Keaton stuff anymore. That's right. one thing. Secondly, Peter Saffron, who is the co-CEO of uh, DC Studios now, yeah. uh, said that that movie was unreleasable. They said it would have hurt the brand. It would mm. have hurt the people involved. It I think we're already past that point, but sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. like they said they're tired of putting stuff out that hurts the brand. So they just asked the movie, which I think is like, wow. I'm like, that movie must have been bad, man. I guess so. I mean, the fact that you have a crazy cult abductor <laughs> in your star of your film is not bad press enough already <laughs> like yeah i i don't know i don't know but like, uh I, i'm just like it's not that i'm like excited i wouldn't say that because uh, like i i feel you like i don't really the gumption that i had for these kind of films are is definitely down like i'm like you know i don't i'm not like oh my god i can't wait to go in the theater you know what this is like this reminds me of like when ea or Bethesda would like release like the roadmaps and be like yeah. check out the things that are coming down the line I'm just like is it yeah are we sure <laughs> but, that, but that's I mean I guess like for this I'm pretty sure because I mean that's the whole reason why he's there right like to make sure that this stuff comes yeah, out yeah but you know like again like I also don't know how I feel about James Gunn doing it <laughs> at the same time like yeah I don't I don't know I like su his Suicide Squad movie but like I don't I don't know I, I mean, he's a comic guy, though, so it's better than having someone who's not. True. You know? But so. who knows? I don't know. Whatever. We'll, we'll let's, talk, let's talk about something that actually is a better. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So I I have to make a public apology to CD Projekt Red and to all the cyberpunk fans. Because, I do also. Because when, when this... Well, actually, no. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. No. <laughs> so when this... I mean, I'm apologizing because... When, when this game came out, we gave it so much shit. We memed it. We said yeah. it was bad. Like, look, look at these fools, these peasants, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is like, yeah, it had a lot of issues at launch. But this game, I have it on my Steam Deck, and it is fire, bro. So <laughs> It's so good. I wanted to amend. I mean, 
it was a buggy piece of shit at launch. I will not apologize for that. Oh, it works it, perfectly now, though. Yeah, I mean, you gave it time to updates, but I also learned why it was a buggy piece of shit is because the QA testers who were supposed to test it did not know what they were doing. So they had oh, no. all these all these reports and like things that were miniature fixes, and then they missed big mi like mistakes. And then the actual developers were like, "Wait, what the fuck? Why I thought this was a why wasn't this reported?" Ah. And then, you know, so that's why it actually turned out to be the buggy mess that it was. Oh, so they're blaming the QAs. It was definitely the QAs' fault. I yeah, but who hires them? Well, that's the thing. The company that because they hire a company and then the company sends out the QA testers. The company sent out like novice QA testers. Who hired the company? Well, I guess whoever. There you go. Yeah, but like, it's not like the company itself was bad. It's just. I mean, listen, it's like, if I, <laughs> bro, if I hire a scammer, all right? Yeah. <laughs> to scam people and then he ends up scamming those people. Yeah. Is it really the scammer's fault? I think it was, more, <laughs> I mean, know? it was more the thing of like, you sent out novice QA testers when you needed like experienced ones i mean especially the size of this game. i think like i mean yeah it's just I, I it comes down to due diligence at the end of the day i mean you can point fingers all you want yeah but i mean still like because the witcher 3 was similar to this of, yeah. like it had a rough launch it did have a rough it, launch it got better so and i mean i will also say that trigger hefted this game oh yeah i mean this game would be nothing without david though yeah with, <laughs> without edge runners like this cyberpunk would have been forgotten dude i did forget about it but then my friend showed me cyberpunk and i was like the anime and i was like oh my god this shit is hype is. and then when i when i finished it i was like I, I need more yeah so i went and i was like oh cyberpunk's on sale let me get that and then so then i was like i don't know i mean i heard it was buggy but let me try it i have the steam yeah. deck any games on here and i at first like I, I played it a little bit i played it on hard i was getting whopped i'm like this is a shooter i'm like maybe the same for me yeah. so i went and i played like batman arkham city <laughs> and like other games but i finally picked it up again and really got into it and holy shit is it awesome yeah. like the characters are great voice acting is great the world is big yeah the car driving is just so much fun yeah it's so wild like the mechanics of it are awful but it's great <laughs> um I, I heard someone describe it as like all of the cars are driving on like um what's it called on ice or yeah like <laughs> they're bad bro they have like no drift whatsoever i'll be drifting like like yeah five feet like no like 50 100 feet before i even get to the edge no and one, i'm like crash no one knows how to drive including you <laughs> like, no seriously like I'll, I'll i'll get into things where like a crime was reported yeah. and it's not i wasn't even trying to be like that i just i can't i can't control the car <laughs> although the motorcycles are way better yeah and honestly, my car driving, I have adapted a little bit. Like, I weave through yeah. cars sometimes at, like, 150. I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Yeah. But it's it's just a lot of fun. The story is really good. I'm almost at the end, but I'm trying to do all the side missions. And you can get David's jacket. You get David's jacket and you get Rebecca's gun. Which is so sick. I, I love seeing the meme of, like, playing Cyberpunk after watching Edge Runners. And it's just the player character just crying as they have a shotgun going through the city and then they just run up on um adam and just <laughs> yeah right remember this <laughs> i know i'm yeah i'm uh adam smasher i want to stay at your house yeah that's i that's 
I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah. It's too sad. It's too sad. It's too sad. But yes, check out this game. Give it a chance. It's actually amazing. They did a really good job and a lot of care into it. The story, even the side missions are just fun. Yeah. This game is egregiously adult. Yeah. Like in the sense that like they just don't care. It's balls to the wall like in anything. And you have a lot of options for character design yeah. and like clothing yeah. and like you loot anything. You can literally loot a cup like of empty coffee if you wanted to. <laughs> like they, anything is like thought about. So yeah. I, I, I like how you, like, your class systems and like I've been doing like a lot of ninjutsu because mm-hmm. the game's hard as shit, especially on hard. So like I feel like I can kill the people, but I'm not a tank. Like I get like a few just, bullets and I'm dead. Just so the mantis arms, you know how it goes, <laughs> bro. I'm I need to chrome up. I'm trying to get a Santa Vista, yeah. but because you can get them like at different ranks, and I have enough money for it. But I need my uh, reflexes to be up. Yeah. So I've been using like handguns to try to get yeah. that up a bit. Now you said also you play this on the Steam Deck. I do. How is that? Because when we first talked, you didn't have it. Yeah. So, okay. I love this thing so much. Um, It feels amazing in your hands just having it. It has a really nice weight and a really nice feel to it. Mm. Um, I think I've mentioned this previously. Like, the joysticks and everything go set to neutral, like, instantly. It's really Ooh, nice. nice and formatted. Like, those things right there where they're using, yeah, yeah. it immediately sets to, uh, to to neutral when you click off. Um, I think it's also really powerful too, right? Yes, it really is. Um, I play it on like cyberpunk on like medium settings for it and it looks fantastic. I think like also the thing is that they do a lot of software updates that actually like just enhance your, your, just enhance it in general. Mm -hmm. Like they made the battery last a little bit longer. They made the fan quieter and they added like a, a, like thousands of games with just software updates. Yeah. You know, no hardware needed. Um, which I really appreciate. The n- new games are adapting to it. Like, I think older games, it's a little bit more of a challenge because, like, they're old. So, like, yeah. they don't have a lot of support anymore to see if they're compatible. Um, but, uh, like, Hogwarts is great on deck, apparently. Yeah. Which is, like, you know, which is freaking <laughs> awesome. I mean, you can say whatever you want about the game. But I'm just saying right. it's a new game and it's available. Dark and Darker, unsupported at the moment because it's not out yet. We'll get to that. Yeah, I mean. It's, but uh, it's the next thing. It's there. But it's <laughs> it says unsupported for deck, but it plays. You just have to look up an article and it says it'll play. It's just yeah. not out yet, which is why it's not. So well, like, also Hi-Fi Rush is also on this and it plays well, too. And it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's, like, it's insane. Like, I literally have a PC in my hands. Like, I'll just be playing it in a car and I'm playing, like, games that all my friends would need their laptop or their yeah. PC rig for. And they're like, they're like, every time they see it, they're like, dude, it's just every time you see it, it makes you want one. Yeah. You know, overall. So, uh, yeah, I love it. And I think it's it's a great product in general. I, I, I can only imagine it's going to get better as it goes on, which is yeah, exciting. If, if Nintendo doesn't get their act together with the Switch. Oh, they're cooked. They're cooked, yeah. Um, and then you mentioned Darker and Darker. Yeah, so this is a new game that my friend Angel, shout out to him. He's a cast member yep. of the D&D. Ulrich. Ulrich, <laughs> yes. Small one. <laughs> um, he, he put me onto this, and I was like actually pretty interested in it, and we wanted to play it. So basically... It's in line in the sense that you pick D&D classes. So you have like Rogue, Bard, okay. etc. Um, it's a Battle Royale. Unlike other Battle Royales like Fortnite or whatever, Apex. Yeah. You Like the goal is to be the last one standing, right? Okay. But not in this. The goal in this is to survive and get out of a dungeon. It's basically the Battle Royale part comes in because you can die from creatures and you can die from other players. Oh. Oh, it's like that game... I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's like you're going through essentially like 
various rooms and stuff and you have to like make sure each room doesn't have a trap or a monster in it yeah and then you're trying to find the exit sort of thing you're trying to find the exit but the thing is like you get to keep the loot that you get so like you know in Fortnite, it's just like every time you just find new stuff yeah it's not like that so you keep your armor that you find you keep the weapons that you find so that's making survival is more important because if you die from another player they'll steal your shit you know what i mean um, so the the real point of it's not so much like yeah you want to kill people and stuff like that I guess if they have nice things or if you're powerful and you want to take their stuff right you can do that but the goal not necessarily is to just like find people and murder them it's just to get the best stuff and get out but yeah. you get to play with your friends there's like a five it's like five players right now it's an open beta right and it's free right now so if you guys want to check it out it's for PC only at the moment mm-hmm. there's no console version but perhaps that'll come out in the future all right so yeah I think it's really cool. Nice, nice. All right. We have half an hour before we're due a guest that we have to meet with. Yes. So we'll make this quick. This is the last thing. Uh, Michael's been waiting a really long time. All right. About this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's talk about Bayonetta 3. I'm going to get my phone out now because I actually have a notes oh docket. My, okay. Because <laughs> I... I'm ready. I have that. words. <laughs> <laughs> So Bayonetta 3 came out. Yes. I got the Trinity Masquerade edition, like the essentially the collector's edition of this game. Sure. <sighs> <laughs> Let's start with the pros, because that list is short. Sure. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I want to remind you, this game I've been waiting for, and everyone else has been waiting for, for eight years. So, you yeah, know. it's a thing. All right. Pros. Combat's fun. You know? Because what happened with Bayonetta... Uh, you know, like you, you only really know it from Smash. Sure. You know when she does like the heavy like smash attacks, like the giant fist comes out and like yeah comes. So that's called Wicked Weave, right? In the first game, that was kind of like after you finish a combo, the Wicked Weave comes out, and then when you're doing like a finisher on a boss, like you can summon a demon out of your hair, and then they'll finish off the boss for you. Sure. And two, it upgraded to a thing called Umbrella Climax, where you have a magic meter. And as you're fighting, it builds up. And then at a certain point, you can activate it. And then all your attacks become Wicked Weaves. And then your combo finishers, instead of being just a regular punch, it'd be like the whole demon coming out and doing like a big attack. That's cool. In three, it's gone further, where now you can just straight up summon the demon at any point. And you can take control of it and fight. Oh, it's like a stand or something. Yeah. It, well, it's like a stand, except the stand's the size of a kaiju. You or know? a persona or something, right? <laughs> yeah, except it's the size of a kaiju. You yeah, know? it's big. Um, and it's kind of fun, because, like, you can get a lot of the classic demons, like Madame and Butterfly and Gamora, and you just, like, boof, and you, like, you're dancing in the foreground as you're just, like, beating the shit out of things. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's cool. And it's like, you get a lot of new fun demons now. Like, you get, you get the Umbral Clock Tower, which is, I think, the best summon in the game. It's literally a clock tower, but mm. it, like, disassembles. It turns into, has, like, all these, like, cannons and machine gun turrets and, That's like, cool. huge robot arms and stuff. And it's the most fucking badass thing. And it's also busted as fuck. Um, and, you know, it's just fun because you can, like, customize your, like, demon loadouts. You can have, like, different ones to summon and, like, the core of different weapons and stuff. Sure. Um... And you also get a lot of weapons in this one. And, like, Bayonetta's weapons over the games have gotten better. Like, the first one kind of was ass. Because, like, the only good weapons was your main fault, main default guns and the sword and maybe the whip. 
like and like the other ones I like were just all variations of a gun and sometimes not as great like it'll be like you get shotguns okay <laughs> like it just, <laughs> not nothing crazy it wasn't like so, okay. much different other than like instead of it was poof yeah. and you're like oh, okay sure and yeah, <laughs> yeah right um and in the second one you got a lot more variety of like okay now you have like a giant ass hammer you got like um these like flamethrower ice thrower things you got bone arrow thing like you get a lot more yeah and on this one they kind of done away with the system of you can because in the other two you could do like set your hand weapons and set your feet weapons and bayonetta 3 they just got rid of that and just said here's your weapon Mm. um which is a little i kind of find a little bit better where because like it's kind of it just gives you a new set of moves on your feet without having to like assign something sure um and like i said the weapons are pretty cool in three like you have a microphone sphere a spear thing where you like you use it as a spear and then use it as like a buff yeah. thing um you get a the clock tower weapon is basically two arm shield things that turn into Gatling guns. That's dope. And then also you can push it together and it becomes like a crane arm. It's like ridiculous. But, um, and my favorite one is this fire yo-yo thing where like That's cool. you shoot them out and like it has these saw blades and stuff. It's so cool. Um, and the music is great. I like the music. It's a little bit different. They kind of gone through this like almost Buddhist Hindu. Like, it's almost like a near kind of soundtrack hmm. where it's like ah, yeah, you know like mm-hmm. exotic female singer singing sure <laughs> um but also like the battle themes are fun um Bayonetta's has like a nice ballad the new character viola has like an avril ravine style punk <laughs> rock song hmm. um there is a sequence in the middle game where the final boss fight is a rhythm game oh, that's and cool. one of your demons you summon transforms into like an opera singer and uh that sequence is so cool and that song is a bop <laughs> and that's the end of the good <laughs> i'm ready all I'm right so ready so this. i have the bad and the fuck you so we're gonna start with the bad sure the main enemy force in bayonetta 3 are called the homunculi and they're like these human made creatures okay they're not fun to fight. And they're also not interesting. <laughs> okay. Like when you like Bayonetta one and two had angels and demons. Right. Sure. And like the thing was interesting with angels is like they're like marbled gold. They look pretty. But as you're like beating the shadow of them, like the pieces are falling off and you're seeing this horrible organic gross monstrosity underneath, and you're like are angels good? <laughs> like, yeah. Are, uh, and then like the demons had was this thing of like they're a machine almost or like very like they're built of rocks and gems and stuff yeah. and breaking them apart and you're seeing like them cracking and all that stuff. The homunculi are the best way I can describe it is Colgate Warframes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So they look you know Warframe? Yeah, of course. I played that for yeah, a while. They look like a Warframe that's made out of toothpaste. Ew. What? So like this neon green white. Like gooey? Yeah. And there's like, there's no interesting thing to them. Because like, 
with angels and demons, like you're punching and you're breaking and there's pieces flying off and you're seeing like the grossness underneath. Yeah. Here you're not really, there's nothing changing. Like they become, like you see maybe like little cracks, but then they go away. They don't like, their damage doesn't stay. And it's like, this is not as fun to hit. It doesn't look like you're doing anything to them, right? Yeah. And like, they, there's just some weirdness to it. There's also the fucking worst enemy of this game. The fucking snail. Oh my god, Jake. <laughs> He's <been cozy> trees. <laughs> okay. There's a snail. It's a big ass fucking snail, right? Yeah. And the main gimmick is that it can like ice itself up, which makes it invulnerable to your attacks. Sure. And you're like, okay, sure. But then if you try using your demon on it, it also fucking has this mist cloud that destroys your health. If you step in it and it stays for a fucking while so it can have the gas out in its zone plus shell up and then it's shooting you with projectiles and i'm like can i play the game now please I know, you, can't, <laughs> like, you can't even run around or like because you have the gas to worry about too yeah, so and now it's you're like, more limited and it doesn't it doesn't stay still like it, it can ice up and then just starts rolling around the arena sh- yeah so you have to like move so then no like that gas cloud would be there and then it will start another gas cloud, and you're like jesus fucking place like and it's like no fun allowed. No. <laughs> you need like a gun or something. Like range. Well, your gun, like, only does so much damage, and that's kind of what I was doing by the end of just like add this. And <laughs> I mean, you had no choice, really. Yeah, because like, it's just not fun to engage with it, and it's really bad when you have to play with Viola. Because oh my god, Viola fucking sucks. <laughs> Her game. Oh my god, it's like. They were trying to do something different, right? I get that. All right, you know. Uh, so instead of Bayonetta where she has the dodge to activate which time, Viola has a timed parry, which, okay. Oh, so you got a parry. Yeah, but, you know, we did that Metal Gear Revised. But the parry system is probably terrible. <laughs> I don't understand because you have an optional item that you can equip to Bayonetta where you can just flick the stick in the direction of the enemy and it automatically parries. But not for this character. And it's worse than that. And I'm like, you made Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which had a perfect parry system. What happened here? <laughs> like, it is, it feels off and like doesn't work half the time. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying originally they did put a patch in that made it work better. Sure. But it does not also excuse the fact that Viola is not interesting to play as. Because, firstly, big problem. In order to summon your demon with Viola, she only has one, which is Chester. And, like, you don't control Chester. He just kind of goes down and attacks. But in order to summon him, you have to throw away your sword. <laughs> mm. So, suddenly, you can't parry anymore. Oh, which, like, takes her whole gimmick away. Exactly. And then... Her hand-to-hand combat is just rushes, which lock you in, and it's like, well, <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah, it's just, and her move set is not great. It's like you were trying to give me a new character, be like, ooh, you know, and her only moves is round trip and some sword slashes. Round trip is basically like you're throwing a sword and like circles in a spot and it comes back, you know. And that's it. And I'm like, that's boring. That's not 
that's not a character. That's <laughs> like that's like beginning moveset of a character. Yeah, but there's no like upgrade that no, changes that. There is no big upgrade, and except for her fucking devil trigger. I mean, her fairy trigger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, and and like the combat itself also, even with Bayonetta, is not the best because like as much as I praise the Demon Slave, it does have problems. The thing is, you have to summon a giant kaiju monster. And the fact is, when you summon a giant kaiju monster on screen, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then suddenly you're out of frame age. And it, this, it's like not, this thing yeah. is going on and the switch is starting to sweat. You know, there is frame drops in this game and it's not fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh goodness. And the problem is also because you have all these summons. You have to, you have the game has an account that you can summon a demon at any point in time. And it is noticeable because it just doesn't look good. Mm. The game looks not as great as the previous game, which was on the Wii U. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's like the te- like some areas look cool. Like Par- uh, Paris looks pretty cool, and Tokyo kind of looked neat. And then some of them are like, this is just like a wall of gray mush, and you're like. Oh god, like these textures look ass. Like this like a distant try. It looks so fucking boring. Like and you compare that to two where the opening level is like this beautiful like aquatic city and has all these reflections everywhere. I think that's and, a switch problem. No, because both games are on a switch. All the other games are on switch. <laughs> yeah, they too. are. I was like mm-hmm. I I it's like an allocation problem, I feel like. Because not even no, because you had a very similar mechanic in actual chain of like you can just summon your warframe monster yeah. thing at any point. And they kind of cheated a little bit of like having like what is known as like the frame rate dimension of like when you're using the battle and stuff, like you're in a sort of different zone, which is not as crazy yeah. texture environment and stuff. But there was not any frame drops. <laughs> uh, <sighs> and like there's platforming in this which is sometimes fun and sometimes just i want i almost threw the controller because <laughs> it's just like i there's like these chests where you like break them open and like the pieces scatter in different spots and yeah. you have to like get to the pieces before the time runs out and it's just like oh my god i want to gouge my eyes out like <laughs> god fucking damn it i hate this uh and then the big thing that also bothered me was there are skill trees in this game now. Okay. Which is kind of ass because here's the thing. Like with Bayonetta 1 and 2, there's a place called the Gates of Hell, which is like your shop. And you will go in there and you can buy weapons, you can buy health items, you can buy moves, right? So... If I wanted afterburner kick, right? When you're like, I come down from the sky and just, woof, you know, mm-hmm. I can buy that and then I have it. With this, I have to buy afterburner kick for every single weapon I get. What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, it's annoying. That's really I have stupid. to buy the same move multiple times for different weapons I get. Why? I, they don't even correlate. Exactly. And by doing that, 
it almost starts to feel like the each of the weapons start losing their individuality because then it's like here's your slotted afterburner gonna kick here's your slotted gun weapon here's your slotted thing and it's like they start feeling a little bit samey yeah and then it kind of since this is its own screen now and you don't need to go to the gates of hell the gates of hell kind of becomes useless the shop because the only thing you buy there now is just cosmetics oh and so it's like less uh a little lackluster yeah and like you don't and it's weird because they have these like checkpoints throughout the levels of like go visit the gates of hell and i'm like why <laughs> like yeah what am i gonna buy a t-shirt like what <laughs> you know um and then there's there's secret missions called verses like these and they're, they're like themed of like muslim or nephilim's whatever in the first two games, they were fun, of like you go in and it's like a challenge. Like, all right, try to kill all these on all these enemies in one combo, right? Or like try to beat these enemies without touching the ground. And in those cases, it kind of served to teach you something and also to improve your, like you know, efficiency. Mechanics, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you will learn like oh that's how you are able to stay off the ground for a long time. You know, like I didn't know I could do that or I didn't know like this weapon actually could do this or that. Um, and here, some secret missions are really fun. Some secret missions. <sighs> there is one that fucking like, especially before pre patch viola was the worst with some of these of like, the main gimmick is you have to kill these enemies only in witch time. And I'm like, the only way to get witch time is parrying. <laughs> Which, oh, no. Oh, my God, Jake. I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> because also, like, the enemies they give you, like, it's like a turret. And it, it's super shy. It doesn't want to fire. <laughs> so it's just like. Is hopping around. I'm like, shoot your fucking gun! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I can imagine. And then, like, it shoots, but the parry system is also fucking garbage. So, like, it, I get which time, but only for, like, three seconds. And then, because every time you try approaching a turret, it, like, hops away. And I'm like, stand still! Oh, please! <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> i can feel the rage it's all coming back oh um, and then like there was one where <laughs> just, when it just some of them are just fucking stupid where you're in a level and you have like half the level is the fucking gas cloud that kills you and there's a big gust of wind that's pushing you in that direction and like the first time it's like okay you have to use your like demon within transformation to like run away and dodge the enemies okay sure but then it comes up again in a different one where it's like, okay, but now you have to kill the enemies. And I'm like, how? Every time I jump, I'm immediately blasted into the zone and I die. And then I have to restart. Like, ah, God damn it. <laughs> it is, I, I, I got to the point where I just skipped him. I like, I didn't want, I like, as soon as I'm like, oh, it's not fighting. Okay. I'm out. Goodbye. I don't care about whatever I don't award. You, Sometimes I feel like, like I'll pseudo 100% a game, like with Arkham Knight, for yeah. example, like there's like 200 plus like really trophies to grab, right? Yeah. I just don't feel like doing it. So I'll do all the story content, all of the missions and just leave that and be like, that's a hundred to me <laughs> and just call it a day. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now I get to the fuck you. Oh, because that wasn't even the fuck you. This wasn't even was. the fuck you. No, 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 no. This is just... <sighs> Let's talk about the story. It's bad. <laughs> this story fucking sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it fucking sucks dog shit. Oh, my God. Like, it's just... It's just so bad. Like it's, like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> can't even put it into words. Like you're looking on screen now. The this is Wooly versus and like it's Wooly and Guy Reggie and they play through the entire Bayonetta series. This is their reaction to the ending, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not excitement. No, that is disbelief. That yeah. is shock. That is going insane. Right? Yeah, like just like trolling, laughing, and then like the friend. Pat stares at his reaction to that ending was my reaction of just disbelief <laughs> and shock and what <laughs> what <laughs> okay but no okay <laughs> they did a whole multiverse story like a whole multiverse story yeah it was like multiple bayonetas or something yeah okay sure <sighs> talk about no one asked for this, firstly. Yeah. And two, it was n totally not used g well. All right. Sure. Like, it's just you traveling to different countries. And then, like, here is Bayonetta, but she's French. What the fuck? Here's Bayonetta, but it's ancient China. What the fuck, really? That's what it was. None of them are different. They were all just Bayonetta in a different costume. <laughs> no way. Like, you could say maybe, like, Paris one's a little more fun, I guess. And, like, Tokyo one's a little more, like, teen. But, but they're basically the same. Like, it's... When you say multiverse, I was, people were thinking, and, like, rightfully so, of, like, oh, what if a Bayonetta was on the opposite side? Like, what if she was Bayonetta but a Lumen Sage, so she partnered with angels instead of demons? That would be cool. Maybe we could get the fucking Lumen Sage loop set from 2 that got locked behind multiplayer. That would be fucking rad. But no, no, we just get... I'm Bayonetta, but in Chinese armor. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. And then, do we do anything with them? No. They just exist to die on screen, so then you can get your weapons. That's so stupid. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's like I don't I, like. Like you get to the the first banner you see, and she dies. She gets killed <laughs> by the main baddie, and you're like, "Damn, that sucks." And then there's a part of you in the back of your mind of like, "Is this game?" Just gonna be me watching my favorite character die over and over again. Is that what's gonna happen? Yes. <laughs> and they are so lame. These deaths are so fucking lame. It like, like the game is literally just look behind you for fuck's sake. Just look behind you at some point. Yeah, it's like some like oblivious like. Oh, I did not realize death looms. Yeah, literally, it's <laughs> yeah. like like the Chinese bayonetta. She has a cool design, and she's got, like, a war train demon thing, and you're like, cool. And you, like, one you shot. hop a ride on her for one, and then she lands, and it's like, cool. And then, like, a thing goes, like, oh, I'm coming out of the lava. I grabbed her, and she's dead. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why even show me at that point, right? Yeah, like, she was so 
That was such a <laughs> nothing of a character. Like she's dead now. Like I, I didn't learn anything. They just wanted to do like different designs, but they didn't want to add like. Well, that was the thing too. Like after you beat each like zone, like you can unlock the costume for that bayonet. I'm like, great, I could cosplay the dead chick. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. I was like, I just steal her weapons off of her. And I'm mine, like, mine, mine, mine. Just yeah, like, come I was on, like, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's. You're, you're prime Bayonetta, you don't understand. And, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, so you're not. <laughs> no, you are! That's okay. <laughs> and then, like, it's so tone deaf. Because, like, there's one, like, that sequence before where you have, like, the rhythm game opera sequence. You're fighting against, like, a hijacked Bayonetta. And, like, you're killing, like, the different homunculi demons coming off. And then you finish, and it's like, a, and then, like... The other band just shatters into pieces, and I'm like, "How am I supposed to feel right now? Like, is it supposed to be a yay? I killed Bayonetta. Like, yeah, I liked that Bayonetta. She was cool. Like, uh, uh. yeah, it's just mm, no. And then I, you're going through this game, especially as me who has played DMC five, sure, and I'm like, this feels like. This was in development. And in, in 2019, Double May Cry 5 came out. And they saw it. And they said, oh. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Because <laughs> there are so many. It's not even. Because you could, at first you could be like, oh, that's a cool like neat nod to it. But then it's like story beats start being the same. And like literally verbatim actions and events happen that are exactly like DMZ 5. And you're like. I'm playing the same game over with different. But it's worse. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, Viola is supposed to be Nero, right? The Nero, the main guy on the DMC Five poster, sure. right? And he, the whole thing is that like DMC Five was a passing the torch. Yeah, that's what this is supposed to be. I'm assuming. Yeah, but first of all, Nero had a game beforehand, right? So you knew who Nero was, and then two, his growth here was earned because he was the main lead. Like you yeah. played him a lot. And Viola, you only play four times in this whole game and she takes, with a shitty moveset. And she's like the next generation. And the next generation? No, 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 no. Jake, 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 Jake. She's Bayonetta. What are you talking about? She's Bayonetta. The ending. Oh, we'll get to the ending. But <laughs> she is supposed to be the replacement. Okay. All right. And I don't care. Like, she, she's not up to the task of being a Bayonetta replacement because her moveset is garbage. She, in this entire game, she loses every single fight. <laughs> like, she, like, the final boss was happening and, like, Bayonetta's down and, like, Viola comes in, dun, 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 it's like, ah! Dusted. Smacked out of the scene. And I'm like, that was supposed to be your moment. She's just crusty for the sake of being crusty. She's cringe, Jake. She's <laughs> cringe. Because also in this game, you find out very, very quickly because we know what fucking storytelling is. Unlike Kamiya, like Viola is Bayonetta's daughter. You figure that out quickly. And you're like, who's the father? And you slowly pan over to see the male character, Luca, who is supposed to be the comedy relief <laughs> in these games. And you're like, no, no, no way. Like, Luca. Yeah, Luca's got the riz, bro. And then, <laughs> and then 
you play as Viola the first time, you do a double jump, and then a grappling hook comes out, the same one that Luca uses, and you're like, oh, no. No, you didn't. Like, you serious right now? They are pushing this character so fucking hard. They're like, yo, did you know that Luca is, like, really important? Did you know? Like, like you t- I know he was a human Alaskan, but w- what if he had, like, w- werewolf powers? Like, wasn't that be cool? <laughs> That's literally, he turned into a fairy werewolf character. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, why are you doing? Like, and oh, it's just make, it's just them, like, they're holding up the sign of, like, Luca, Luca. And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it turns into the whole thing of, like, Bayonetta is the Arch Eve, and he is the Arch Adam. They were destined to be in love this entire I'm like, oh my God. Like, no. It is no. He is, he's so lame. That <laughs> like, is cringe. I do feel that that's cringe. Like, and it's even like, you're supposed to buy that they love each other. Yeah. They have more lines in the second game than they do in this game. <laughs> and like, the second game, you barely see him. <laughs> like, yeah, he shows crazy. up to give you a lore dump in the beginning, and then he shows up at the end to rescue the kid character off the screen before the final fight. That is it. Like, and he was like, no, no, they've always been in love. When explicitly in the Egypt one, you don't see him at all. And it's really, really explicitly implied that Bayonetta is gay with John. Like, it's so clear. Like, they die for each other. They're like always sparring with each other. I'm like, she calls her a princess. I'm like, that's so gay, but no, 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 no. Every they are the cosmic couple. They love each other so much, Jake. And <sighs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, did we need this? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of the bad guy, because he's the one who's like, oh, I got us. They're the reasons why I had to suck all these universes up and they're, they're the only thing that can possibly stop me. His name is Singularity, right? I the, I finished the game. I don't know who Singularity is. I, I don't. There's like no... There's like no He's b- just... No, you get lore. It's just... I don't fucking... It's fucking stupid. Like, Bayonetta 1, you fight God. Like, you fight Jubileus and that's a fucking awesome boss fight and you got prepared, you got prepared for that, right? You figured out who it was, you climbed her up and you like, you see her and you're like, that's God. I gotta go fucking kill God, right? And the second game, you basically fight God squared and like, you got the build up and you've met him before and he's an asshole and you understand why he's doing the things and you're like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. All right, you killed my mom, I'm gonna ax you. Bayonetta 3 comes along and there's this chuckle fuck who just this cloud face keeps showing up and it's like, Arch Eve, I, I, you, you will meet at some point, but it's not faded yet. And just disappears. And then three quarters of the way in, you meet this you meet this guy who you're supposed to pair up with to figure out how to get to the singularity verse dimension. His name is Dr. Sigurd. Larry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Dr. Sigurd. Yes. Uh, and you're like, Sigurd Larity, right? <laughs> and like, he's a guy in a wheelchair that conveniently <laughs> has the same color scheme as all these enemies you've been fighting. That's just a coincidence, though, right? <laughs> and he manages to kill John, the other witch character, with again, just 
stabs her in the back. And I'm like, this is the platinum witch. This is the person who's like right next to Bayonetta <laughs> in power levels. And she got killed by a guy in a wheelchair with a backstab. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's like, it's just, there's so many things here where I don't, it's like you see greatness. Well, you see like something that could be cool. And then it's just immediately like, whew. yeah, no, no, thanks. Don't want any of that. <laughs> the boss fights in this game are fucking trash. Because Kamiya has a fucking hard-on for minigames and thinks everyone wants to play minigames. Which they don't. <laughs> I want to fight the boss, Jake! I want to punch it! It's not my job, Michael. I'm sorry. I don't want to play a shitty Rock, Paper, Scissors, Godzilla-style game! Yeah, you should, you should write a strongly worded letter to them. Oh, no, 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 no. We, 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 we will talk about Kamiya in a second, but, like, it's just like, every in Bayonetta 1... I got to punch Temperentia in the face, and it was great. I was on it and I was punching him and, like, beating the shit out of him. Here, I don't think I fight any of the big bosses. It's all minigames. That's so stupid. And it's like... By the way, oh, By the way, it's also 2.30. I know. I'm waiting for the text from Nick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, what is... Like, because you have to think. When you're playing these games, you got to think about this next time you're going to play and the game after the first time you're playing and, and the Godzilla sequence happens, it's like, oh, cool, a Godzilla sequence. And that gets old very quickly. So I'm like, if I have to play this again, I have to go through this shitty Godzilla sequence again. And I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's the next call. All right. Well, with that in mind, yeah. I guess we should wrap it up, right? Yeah. I mean, I just... <sighs> we can come back to it if you want. Yeah, I think I need a part two to yeah. fully get... That's all my fine. vengeance out. <laughs> we'll let you we'll let you finish uh, on the next I'll episode. give you like some pointed examples and yeah, like we'll have a whole like PowerPoint. Have a slideshow. <laughs> yeah, PowerPoint presentation. Alright. <laughs> but this is uh, a new chapter in the Imposter Syndrome podcast and another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we have a website. Make sure you guys check that out. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you like. Really helps us out and we appreciate it very much. Check out our past episodes. Yep. Uh, and check out the D&D special. Yep. Episode 1 and 2 is out. Episode 3 on the way. We appreciate you guys. I'm Jake. I'm Michael. Peace. Fuck you, Camille! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.